0: Go oh, hey. Check it out.
1: Welcome to Up Next, still the only podcast on the internet about music. I am
0: one of your hosts,
1: Andrew Baldwin, joined always by my other my better half.
0: Oh hi, I'm Steven. I'm the other one.
1: Oh, we are in love. And in love with this album, hopefully. Um
0: That is to be determined. Andy, what album are we talking about today?
1: Yo, we are talking about Hive Mind by the Internet. I am stoked because I am so excited to hear your opinions. My goal is again to uh much like you said last week, I don't want you to just be eh. I want you to either hate it to the point where you strip me of my godfather titles. I know I'm not the godfather, but still <laughs> um <laughs> or you love it to the point where you instate me as Marvin's godfather.
0: <laughs> um I mean, I can't imagine either of those things happening, but um I don't want to spoil my uh, rating of the album at the outset. Um but yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I think you're probably the only person in the world that is just on pins and needles waiting to hear what what i think about this particular album
1: i didn't say pins and needles i'm just waiting though i would say baited breath that's more accurate i am choking myself waiting to hear your opinion <laughs>
0: that's, that's pretty hot
1: <laughs> oh man let me let me tell you a little about the internet so uh al gore invented it al gore invented them <laughs> these people were uh test tube babies um, I tried I,
0: I, I, I thought about that joke and I told myself not to say it because it's just too like tired at this point like uh uh-huh, uh-huh, I'll go around the internet but I, it still just came out because I don't know I can't be helped
1: and this is why I appreciate you and you know I feel like it's been a cool decade and a half since someone truly made that joke so maybe you know it's retro now we're bringing it back yeah.
0: all that is old is new again <laughs>
1: um and uh low-key shout out to wikipedia that's what i'm reading all of this straight from but uh i'm gonna do the cool uh person that went to grad school and knows how to paraphrase without getting in trouble (laughs) by the university (laughs) hell yeah um so for example like the first words are formed in early 2011 i would just say formed early 2011 you leave out that in and it's like the plagiarism software can't figure out where this is from
0: you are home free my friend i like your style
1: (laughs) but uh so i i mentioned music collectives because i was very much thinking of this band because they came out of the odd future music collective which is like frank ocean sid the kid who is sid in this band um tyler the creator but this formed in 2011 um one of the members of the odd future collective they were in an interview and i can't remember who said it but they were asked where they're from and they said i hate that answer like that's a stupid question i don't you know next time someone says that i'm gonna say the internet i'm from the internet and then that was just a joke and then sid ran with it because she liked it so the internet is sid uh, Sid the Kid on v- Vox, Matt Martin, known by his stage name as Matt Martians, on keys. Stave- Steve Steve on guitar, Patrick Page the Second on bass, and then Christopher Smith on drums. And their music is a blend of R and B, hip hop, jazz, funk, and electronic dance music. And I cannot hear you. I can see that you said shit though
0: can you hear me now yeah sorry about that um i forgot what i was interrupting you to say so just carry on sorry perfect (laughs) (laughs) nothing like breaking the flow (laughs) for (laughs) for absolutely no benefit or purpose
1: i was just gonna say your your disdain of Genres and labels, but I'm like low key. You can 100% hear all of those influences in their music, and I think that's pretty spot on. But um, in regard to what we what we listen to, Hive Mind. It is their fourth studio album, and it has gotten a lot of a widespread acclaim. Metacritic gave it an average score of 83 out of 100. This one person from NME, which I don't know what that is, (laughs) gave the album five out of five stars, claiming it to be, quote, a towering demonstration of the collective intelligence of five artists approaching their zenith. That is, that's quite a phrase. That is something I wish someone would say whenever they heard anything I put out musically.
0: I mean, I could make that wish come true. I could say that in response to some composition of yours. I, I don't know if it would carry as much weight. but
1: <laughs> Put that on my website and it was like, as quoted by Stephen Steffis, uh, Human. <laughs> human. CPA. Andrew Baldwin with, with his, uh, his composition, Unicorn Rainbow Sprinkles, is clearly approaching his zenith. And I don't know if that's good or bad for me personally.
0: I can't believe you just outed me publicly as a CPA. Now I have to watch what I say on the show so I don't like lose my license.
1: That's not true.
0: I just, I don't, I don't care. But it, yeah,
1: <laughs> you don't have, like, a CPA isn't like a fiduciary and you're not giving someone advice. But if you do hear something that sounds like advice, it, e- it is geared towards you and you should take it, no questions asked.
0: Yeah, any, anyone listening, you technically don't have to pay federal tax, it's unconstitutional and uh, it's a scam so just just refuse and that is my tax advice just to anyone listening
1: there's this comedian ari shafir and he's like my brother lives in europe because he thought taxes didn't apply to him and then he, he was like and then he ended up the government's like you owe us a lot of money for taxes so he moved to t- to england but they have taxes too so
0: <laughs> he was t- <laughs> Yeah, there's like, taxes in in most places. Turns out.
1: Yeah, I'm like, this guy sounds like a champ.
0: You just have to get rich enough to to get out of paying tax. And just you just you just buy a bunch of buy a bunch of art and stuff.
1: <laughs> um, well, dude, speaking about art, the New York Times, um, this one critic praised this album Hive Mind for its blending of digital and analog instruments and sounds, and I do think like uh, that is one of the coolest things of this album is because you if you think you're like this very clearly is a drum loop but it fits and blends so well it's uh, cuz you know sometimes you'll hear a tune and you go that is clearly an electronic this that's clearly a digital that and it's just but it's apparent and it kind of takes you out of the music for a minute which is not cool unless you know if that was the effect you were going for but most of the time it is not (laughs) but uh so my quick overview i think this album and again we have we have talked about how i am not an album man i'm not necessarily a singles man but i'm just really bad at like listening to an entire album like today i listened to this album and in its in its entirety i think for the second time the first time was last week. <laughs> and
0: like I've known about this album for uh, over a year. Well, you may not be an album man now, but we are going to change that.
1: Honestly, hopefully you had your your selfish goals, your personal goals for this podcast. This is mine. I hope to be more of an album man. But as an album, I think this is I uh, don't. I think it's a very good album. I do not hate any songs. I do have a couple songs where I'm like, eh, it's not my fave," but I would not, you know, rush over to the skip button if it came on and i'm like doing the dishes like i run over with soapy hands like this cannot fucking play right now (laughs) but but, yeah um it's it's, i don't know i'm just i've been as of the last year really vibing on anything that is neo soul or very in like very heavily influenced by the jazz or the funk so I really appreciate this album for its just overall sound. There are just some songs that I am so in love with, um, which we will get into later. But overall, I just think it's a good album. It's funky. It fits several vibes, and it's also like a good, like a good party album. You know, you you have some tunes you can lay on, and you're just like, man, this is I, people just want to have a good time. This is also a
0: good bedroom party album. If you were- <laughs> this is a very, very horny album. Oh, yeah. I mean. It made, it made this boy blush. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, L- little old
1: Steven. I declare. <laughs> Me getting the vapors. Um- <laughs> he, yeah, I, I'm not super, again, I'm not also a lyric man but listening like to some of these lyrics because they're just so out there I'm like ooh yeah damn (laughs) okay (laughs) nice but that was like a lot of talking for me what do you think
0: yeah well I was just going to ask first um like what what your background is with I think you kind of mentioned that you've been more recently getting into this kind of music um I was going to ask like what your background is with the band and like this genre overall is it something relatively new to you
1: yeah so something new for me is uh because i don't particularly use spotify or apple music um shout out though to apple music because they're better at paying their artists than spotify
0: oh that's good to know that's that's the one i use
1: (laughs) i'm just a bum and i'm not i'm you know trying to limit my subscriptions and apple music was the first one to go Um, But whenever they give me a free month or something, it definitely always turns into three months because I forget to cancel it for like two. But so I say that to say that I especially if I'm at work, I'm just about like listening to something on YouTube because I have that ad blocker. (laughs) So so it's a pleasant music listening experience. And then, you know, they they make those little mix playlists and then I just randomly came across or stumbled, but it was an R&B playlist. And then um, a lot of, like, Thundercat, and the internet was on it. And I knew Thundercat, but uh, Come Over was the song that was on this playlist. And I'm like, this song is amazing. Spoiler, my favorite song on the album. Uh, But so then, you know, then I would listen to that more. So then more of those lists would... uh, Would... Filter it, you know, like randomize and throw in some more internet songs. And I'm like, okay, like this is a pretty solid band. So then I would start looking up songs randomly a little more from them. And because again, still not an album guy, but I would try to listen to more of their stuff. So that is more or less how I came across them.
0: Nice. Yeah. um Probably not surprising to you is that I don't have a much of a history in listening to, you know, Funk and soul, and things like that, because as discussed in episode one, I am just embarrassingly white. Um, <laughs> I
1: like seriously, whenever we would hang out, I would just be like, Oh god, blushing from embarrassment, yeah. like Steve. You know, when you're walking with your mom and they embarrass you, you're like, Cut it out, that's what I do, but he's just existing.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm physically incapable of dancing or jumping. True, I've seen. Neither of those things happen <laughs> In over a decade. I've... <laughs> I just avoid any situation where that might arise. Um, but anyway, so lacking that background, it made thinking about and sort of like um, organizing my thoughts on this difficult. But um, overall, I'm positive on it. I um, Like a standout for me just throughout the album is just the bass lines. Like the, the bassist right. is just killing it throughout. Um, really cool stuff. Um, I liked a lot of the different other instrumentation, especially on the percussion side. Like they'd bring in either, you know, different drum loops or, um, you know, the real drum kit and other sort of supplemental instruments, which that was cool. Um, I love Steve. Is it Steve Lacy? Stephen Lacy. Yeah. Love his guitar stuff. Um, actually, little little background info for you, Andy let you peek behind the behind the curtain here (laughs) i told you i wasn't familiar with this artist which is true however steve lacy um featured on some tracks on vampire weekend's latest album from a couple years ago so i (laughs) he he's on vocals and guitar in a couple songs um so I have a bit of crossover history with this band in, once again, just an extremely me way. In,
1: in the widest way possible. Yeah. It's like,
0: oh, Steve Lacy, yeah, he was with Vampire Weekend. <laughs> once again, I, yeah, I am what I am. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> one thing I like in general about the album is um, there's a few different songs where, like, <clears throat> there's sort of, like, two songs in one. It'll just kind of, like, end halfway through and then just, like, you know, a whole different, Peace will start, which is kind of cool, I think. And yeah, overall, I just I, I really like the, just the general vibe of this and sort of the way it's produced. Um, everything sort of has like a real like soft sound. Like whenever like there's some songs that have like horns that come in or like right the guitar parts, like nothing's ever like jarring. It just kind of comes in really like smoothly. Um, and I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, I agree with all of those things. It sounded like you're gonna lay some more some more truth on me.
0: Uh, I guess the downside in general on the album is I think that the album itself and some of the songs overstay their welcome a bit. Like, it's a pretty long album, and, you know, I don't always listen to full albums, um, but, like, listening to this one a few times through, like, by the end, I'd be like, all right, guys, let's, like, wrap this thing up. (laughs) And there are are a few songs that themselves, I I think, could be cut a bit shorter to their benefit, but I guess that's not the worst problem to have.
1: Man, solid. Shall we, shall we get into it even
0: further? I mean, I guess.
1: Yes. I just. Do you want to just go track by track? Sure. Notes. Yeah. yeah. Dude, come together. So hip. Literally the first things I wrote because it's kind of like during the it's the intro and then also the chorus stuff, but it's it's like a seven eight groove almost, but they elongate it so it stays in four four time, and then uh, but the the verse like is halftime so it's all uh, it's just so funky
0: yeah I think this actually is probably my favorite track on the album which I think once again that makes listening to the album all the way through a bit tricky for me because like the thing I like best is at the very beginning and then it's all it's kind of all downhill from there um even though like the bottom of the hill isn't that low not to spoil anything (laughs) as far as my my final rating um but yeah I like like you mentioned, it it kind of tricks you on thinking it's like a weird time signature, and I was, I was trying to count it out. Like, no, no, it's just normal four four or whatever. But I like the way the baseline comes in; it kind of trips you up, and it's super catchy just right off the bat.
1: It yeah, it this whole most everything kind of like for better ob- oblivion, whatever shit fuck. <laughs> um, I wrote so indie, so folk on everything, uh, literally. On, the, but in a positive light i wrote that <laughs> i wrote like so hip so funky on almost every two <laughs> cuz even you know if, even if you don't dig something doesn't mean it's not funky but yeah do you, i'm sh- so more of my favorite songs are in the, the earlier half of the album but i'm shocked like you really like come together it's funky especially with that bass but like roll burbank i'm like that baseline is funky it sure the is next yeah. track Yeah,
0: i like i like that track a lot as well yeah i think the first well i guess just looking at my notes actually by the numbers the last half is more my thing than the first half but i think these first two tracks are awesome and yeah i really enjoyed roll it's kind of bouncy
1: right it was ugh, it's a bop and i really liked uh i don't know so i'm gonna say this but i don't wholeheartedly mean it at face value <laughs> But it, you know it was giving me kind of like 90s 90s trying to sound like the 70s vibe. That's hmm. what I was getting. Kind of like Jameriquee if you know them. I do not. But uh but not like but better than Jameriquee because they they were just kind of like like they were funky but this was like neo soul funky, which is a, a different flavor of funk. I don't know. It was tight. I loved it. Agreed.
0: Very, very good. And kind of like how you mentioned that you wrote similar notes for many of the songs. Like I just have so many that it's like killer bass. <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah. every, like every basically <laughs> every every track I wrote that because you know it's it's kind of
1: true. Dude, come over! I love this song so much. It is so good. The guitar is so. It's just a nice little lick. And it's just one of those, like, the bass line's not super complex b- I, because I can play it. That's how I know. Um, But, like, I like this enough that I learned the guitar part and oh, yeah. the bass part. And it's just, like, it's groovy. It's one of those where everything just sits in that pocket, you know? And it just grooves super hard. And then sits just, like, vocals over everything. It's just... It's like sultry, but like in a bop. You know, it's not like sleazy sultry. It's like you've heard
0: of kids bop. Here's sultry bop.
1: That is an odd combination of things to be thinking
0: <laughs> of in one way. It's actually kind of funny. This is one of my least favorite tracks uh, on the album. So now, now we can fight.
1: Yeah, you're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> uh, but let's let's hear let's, let's hear why you're wrong specifically.
0: So. It's interesting you mentioned like the simplicity of the baseline. I think um that's one strike against it. Like I i just like the tracks on this album that have kind of busier bass lines with more interesting things going on. It's all the
1: Sesame Street that ruined our generation. That's why we need something to happen every three seconds. You can't just sit with a nice, groovy, simple bass line. No. Um
0: I, I do think that this the lyrics of the song just cross like my, my personal horny threshold. <laughs> we're like it's enough to just like distract from the overall listening experience and the music for me doesn't make up for it in this case um i thought one line one line was really funny when like sid's talking about like you know talking at the person she's trying to get down with or whatever and she's like "Ooh, you look good you're wearing a t-shirt and jeans (laughs) and i was like all right cool yeah I, I, i can do that i don't have designer jeans but i have jeans
1: dude keep going keep going
0: I guess positive notes. I I really like the guitar solo on this uh, track, and I also appreciate how Sid like calls in Steve. She's like Steve, and then he comes in with a yeah. solo. I wish there was more guitar soloing on the album because when he comes in, it's great. Um, and this is a song that kind of like ends with like a minute left, and then there's like a whole other song at the end, which is cool. I like I like that about it. So there, even with the tracks I don't love on this, there are silver linings for me.
1: Mm. It just sounds like you you need to fix your ability to digest good music and, <laughs> and then we can revisit this.
0: Um,
1: uh. Uh, it's just, it's so good, Steve. It's just so, you just need to, I need to teach you how to sit in the groove and judging by your not loving this song, it will improve your ability to love good music and uh, probably have sex. So. <laughs> Uh, if and, i had to jump hey, if i I'm, had to jump from one
0: logical conclusion i live in the groove i'm always in the groove. <laughs> i'm a i'm a groovy man i live in that pocket oh yeah i've been deep in that pocket <laughs> i'm so deep <laughs> uh there was i mean just you know talking about lyrical content in that sort of like one minute cha- you know change up at the end of this track i just have to acknowledge just some truth that is being spit by whatever, the, whoever the male vocalist is on that part. Like, these bitches do want diamond rings. Like, <laughs> I feel that, you know? Yeah, man. I know you're not a lyrics guy, but, you know, that really spoke to me. Yeah. These bitches want diamond rings, bags and other blame. I
1: just don't feel the same. Vanity's not my thing. And it's actually funny that you say this because anytime I would listen to this song, I would listen to like the music video version and it cuts that. So I actually don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so oh, really? I should actually oh, okay. just fucking listen to, it. but uh, you should watch the music video because it's really funny when S- Steve does his solo. Cause like they're all in a house. Like they all have different rooms. It's not like a, like a plot point cause it's a music video. Um, But <laughs> at the end of his solo, the bassist like <laughs> kicks open the door and he's like, Basically, I'm. I can't remember that. He's like, he's like Garcon. What the hell you doing? <laughs> he's like, he's like you know, Cloeisha is trying to. He, she's upstairs meditating, and you're down here playing all these piercing ass guitar solos, fucking up the vibrations. <laughs> and then he, then they just stare at each other for like a minute, and then it just cuts back to the song. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. It is so funny, <laughs> dude. What did you think of La Dida? Because come over La Dida and Roll Burbank were. The three songs released as singles.
0: Oh, okay. I enjoyed La Dida a lot. I thought it was uh, super catchy. Mm. I like the beat.
1: Yes, I too wrote groovy, much like every song. <laughs>
0: uh, Did a, a favorite uh, bit of the song for me is um in the part where once again so, some male vocalist is kind of like just talking. He's like, ladies, ladies, hey, hey, there's enough of me to go around or whatever. You know, he's he's talking like that, <laughs> and he's like. All I want to do is take you to, and, like, Sid, like, interrupts them and just yells, Bridge! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh,
1: do you have a... Again, uh, most of these are just because I didn't give it as many listens as I should have, so I just was like, this is what I thought um, in the moment. So I don't have any more to say about la I thought it was nice, and I also really liked, like, I appreciate when the song title... It I, I, I was going to say it makes sense i don't need it to make sense like i don't ha- i don't need the song title to be in the lyrics mm-hmm. but i th- you know like most often it is and i thought this was a nice usage of it where it's just like kind of at the end of like the phrase in the chorus where you know it wasn't it like they didn't have to call it la-di-da right. and didn't like have to throw it in they're just like oh whatever
0: yeah and also like the name of the song does not at all give away what it's going to be about <laughs> or like what context they say la-di-da in yeah exactly yeah i got nothing else on that track how about how about stay of the night track number five i
1: um again i wrote nice low-key jam it's not like a slow jam but it's a slow-ish jam but i also wrote they i really liked how throughout the song it wasn't you know like sticking to like accenting the ones and twos like uh, the backbeat in rock and mm-hmm. jazz it wasn't sticking on like the ones and threes and it would like displace the accent but it was still always again in 4/4 i thought that was really clever and it made it interesting
0: definitely um the song features more guitar solos which i appreciated um i think there were some hand drums going on in part of this track which was cool In general, I liked the the music, the musical aspects of this. I I wrote that there was something about, like, the vocals that, like, just didn't sit right with me, that I didn't love. Um, I think this is the song where she kind of sings, like, really high in her register the whole time. And I don't know if that's what it was for me, but um, I think it was just a personal taste thing. Okay. Okay.
1: Dude, what about, um, for Bravo, all I had was that beat. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when it started, I did not know where it was gonna go, and then once it settled in my ear, I'm like, "All right, this is this is tight."
0: Yeah, I uh, I noted, excuse me, really liking the beat and the way the drums and bass um kind of worked with each other, and they kind of once again like felt like they were tripping over each other, and like playing Mm. playing some tricks with time, uh, which is fun. Um, I thought that this track, you know, with the uh the title Bravo. And like lyrically it's kind of about like, I don't know, someone, presumably a lover, past or present, you know, is putting on a performance, right? Being dishonest in some way, lying, cheating, whatever. And they kinda of use a lot of like theater imagery and stuff like that. Um, thought that was fun. Mm. I mean, I'm sorry that Sid had to to put up with that, but we got some good art out of it, so.
1: Dude, I should send you some other tunes from like another album that are definitely lyrically steven blushing songs and (laughs) because i just like thinking of some things where it's just very much like
0: let's just go fuck (laughs) i almost i don't know what it is but i I almost think that like the more brash like uh aspect like what you just said would would upset me less than like the more like sultry covert (laughs) ready intimate like (laughs) descriptions (laughs) Like, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I can take, like, toxic male, like, you know, desire just being screamed at me, but, like, you know.
1: But when it's just a woman poetically confessing her physical desires.
0: I I can't have it. (laughs) Ooh. I guess what I'm saying is I am an American man. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of Mood? Um, Let's see. I wrote more horniness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. I'm struggling to remember how this one sounds, but um, I wrote that I like it a lot musically, but I just have to look past the lyrics.
1: I really liked how it was... I mean, there are little embellishments, but in a macro sense, it was the song is just two chords, and mm. I really appreciated that but i mean like two chords for extended chunks of times you know like so if we're thinking in common phrases and again i'm having a i'm having a doozy remembering it myself but so it would be like it was basically one chord for four bars and then the second chord for four bars and like it was those big chunks and i think they might have even been bigger but in the chorus just like her uh, her melody was basically like, you know, hovering around one note with little dips and just kind of keeping that one tone throughout the whole thing, uh, throughout the whole chorus. And that really just struck me as something I thought was hip because I am a sucker for uh, like held tones between chords. um,
0: Is that like a jazz thing? Is that is that where that's coming from for you?
1: Um, even in classical music, because um, sometimes it is. So sometimes you could have something that's the tension in a chord and then if you hold it and then the next chord happens it just resolves because of the the tonal shift. Other times it's resolved already and then it goes to a new chord, but if you hold that it's like some nice tension. So that, that's pretty much all that is, but I just really it's very appealing to my ear to have those uh those held passing tones, but Um, and then even at the end, we, it's still just two chords, but it is a, it is what it's one new chord and then one of the old chords, but then they start switching faster. Like Hmm. every like other beat or something. So the harmonic progression speeds up that the tempo of the tune stays the same, but I was like, Oh,
0: this is hip. Nice, man. I, uh. As a layman, I got to say that was was totally uh, lost on me in listening. Okay. uh, No, no, your explanation was great. But in listening to it, I did not catch that um, music genius that was
1: going on. But it's cool. It's just you got to become a man. You got to become a fan of the simple, the subtle, and the sublime. Oh, I love sublime. (laughs) Santeria, that's my shit. (laughs) With Rome, forget about it. No, 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 no. Oh, man. What is the next one? I will say, okay, next time slash humble pie. I, I, I wrote not bad. I really liked the next time part of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not really care for the humble pie, like pie part of the time, song.
0: I love pie. I love humble pie. In this case, um, I think actually once again, I'm I'm struggling to remember how this one sounds. This is the problem with as you've talked about in the past, listening to an album of a genre that you don't listen to a lot of, is it does start to get difficult to differentiate different tracks. Um, I think especially for me getting to the second half of the album, just because I kind of get overloaded on that.
1: Well, what do you think of It Gets Better With Time? I thought that was, it was like a nice 90s vibe, Mm -hmm. and it was calm and nice. I also really liked the rapping at the end like the the lyrical content if you will and what do you think
0: about this this wasn't sexy no this was this was not horny no i uh, i also enjoyed so there's the rap verse and there's also before that like a kind of a spoken word like poetry piece right yeah yeah um, yeah yeah i think those two aspects were um what i liked most about this track i didn't take note of any lyrical content specifically um, but I found it thoroughly enjoyable. And I just thought it was a creative thing to do, right? Um, not only, I mean, initially just throwing in the spoken word piece sort of in the middle of the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, typically someone would do that and that would just be it, right? You either go back to what you were doing earlier in the track or that would just be the end. But then like to kind of do it again with a, a rap verse. Um, I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're
1: we're getting we're getting somewhere.
0: So, do you know? I was gonna ask because <clears throat> I tried to come into this pretty fresh. Um, so when on the tracks that have like um like male vocalists or like in this case the the rapper, which raps our vocals, the track listing didn't mention like featuring anyone. So, are these members of the band that are playing instruments normally that are hopping on vocals, or do you know? I assume.
1: I mean, Steve sings in a few of these for sure mm-hmm. um but so i don't know who like would do the spoken word stuff but i assume it's one of them
0: mm-hmm. that's pretty cool i uh, i hate people that are multi-talented like that yeah me too you're one of them
1: yeah <laughs> you <laughs> know i know this is a very painful re- friendship um <laughs> yeah, i loathe you every day <laughs> what do you think of look what you started i put not my fave but it still grooves
0: I like this one a fair amount. Um, I really like the hook, and I like, um, I think it's really catchy. And, like, when she says, no, you should go ask yourself, and she kind of pauses, was it worth it? And she's got, like, that cool effect on her voice. It's just really, like, I don't know, really hooks me, which is what a hook ought to do. (laughs) Oh, man. I just
1: thought of a really good album for you. Mm. We'll find it out in quite some time from now but anyway <laughs> tune in
0: a month from now if we ever um, get published on any platform
1: <laughs> what um so what's the next one wannabe i thought it was chill it was groovy uh, i thought like the chorus again this was going back to like that 70s but with some like neo soul vibe so i was digging it
0: Yeah, I don't know. This one didn't do it for me. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, fine.
1: How about... I mean, I also don't remember much about it, so I, couldn't, I, I can't defend it.
0: <laughs> um. Debate me, coward.
1: <laughs> uh, let's get Ben Shapiro on this podcast because he would just tell us none of this was music and then I
0: would threaten to murder him. <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Shapiro, standing th- death threat. Uh. <laughs> on our podcast and get murdered
1: threatened with uh. wouldn't actually do it but i would threaten you
0: <laughs> oh i misunderstood um. sorry god we're gonna have to cut <laughs> that out we, we can't um. uh, we can't be threatening and, and disparaging america's golden boy <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that pained me to hear that phrase <laughs> out loud what do you think of beat goes on uh, uh this uh, so like these last three-ish were like all started like not my f- fave. They're not bad, but like the second half of beat goes on. I was more into because it was kind of like it was giving me like Thundercat vibes, and it was really just tight. Stuff was happening.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. It was <clears throat> super catchy. I love the beat in the second half. Um, I wish it was the last track of the album. Man, so hold. You didn't like hold on. Hold on was t-
1: oh sultry. That was a, a vibe. Did you not like it because it was about
0: loving someone physically? <laughs> it was a bit horny. Um, my main well, issue with it is that you
1: listen to. I know what you used to listen to as a child. I mean, like child, in high as school. a child, <laughs> and and this is it's like you you listen to like Blink One Eighty
0: Two, and this is too horny. Um give me an example of, of any blink 182 lyric that would that would stack up against this on the horny scale. Where do we go from here Turn all the lights down now Smile from here to
1: here. I don't know, man. I'm just saying what emo pop punk bands weren't why they were horny, but in a very whiny, cryy way.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> well, and this you, is you should know by now, that's my preference. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. Very. Yeah. Oh, if this was just like twenty clicks slower with some folk guitar and then just slightly more muddled metaphors, like I wanna go in your forest, (laughs) plant in your garden seeds of life. I'm crying. My tears will make these little seeds.
0: yeah see that was much better i don't see no, no just to clarify i am not i'm not anti-horny okay the, the horny He's,
1: we're very <laughs> pro-horny on this podcast I, I am extremely
0: horny um i'm i'm not like criticizing the horniness of the lyrics as like being problematic or anything it's just like in this particular instance not my personal taste i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it or you know it's not worth doing or whatever or that it's a flaw it's just not my fave. But my, That's fine. my main issue with this particular track is that it's just too long. This is like a six-minute long song. I feel like it does not have to be six minutes long. But I think musically, it's, it's, it's cool. It's chill, you know? No, I feel that. Mm,
1: mm. Again, you're wrong. You're wrong, but... I like that it's longer so then I can just keep washing my dishes and I don't have to rush <laughs> over to change the song. I thought you were
0: going <laughs> a different direction.
1: So I don't... <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're like, <laughs> if it was any longer, <laughs> I'd feel pressure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know what I mean when I say wash the dishes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I, we, are, are we at the the point where we, where we give a give a yield critique? I th- do you wanna do you wanna create the thing? I have
0: an idea. You know, I have no ideas. Um, unfortunately, for what our scale should be for this one, dude, I was just gonna say
1: they're the internet, so why don't we just do fucking like megabits, megabytes, megabits?
0: Yeah, I can do that. I like it. All right. How about um? How about wait, wait, wait? What about megabytes per second, <laughs> like your internet connection right. speed? Wait, wait. Uh, all right. I want to make sure so I don't piss off any more nerds that I get the unit right. Megabits per second. I think we should make the scale. 0 to 5 megabits per second. <laughs> Where even if it's 5, it's still the slowest <laughs> download speed. <laughs> you will be downloading that JPEG on LimeWire, which actually turns out to be a virus that destroys your parents' computer for like it'll take you like 2 hours.
1: oh <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. So you're you're downloading the internet's album but it's 2006, so you're starting it on a Thursday night in hopes that it'll be done Friday morning to put on your Zoom to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how many megabytes per second? Megabits per second? Which one is it? Bytes? I'm going to say bytes. No, megabytes no. per second. Yeah,
0: sure. You, they're the same. Don't, don't email us if we're wrong, internet nerds, okay? It's fine. It's fine. All
1: five of you do not
0: email us. You think we have five, five people listening to this? Come on. Five is like five too many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> As I just go furiously listening to this on all my different devices to up those, those user numbers. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm doing some maths here. I will give this a three and a half megabits per second out of five. I thought overall it was enjoyable. Um, I think it had a pretty high floor, high ceiling. Um, even the stuff I didn't like a lot was was not terribly offensive. Um, it's got a great vibe. These are obviously like super talented musicians and uh like composers. Um yeah, it was a it was an enjoyable experience. And you gave it four out of five. Three and a half. Three and a half. All right, solid.
1: Um, well then I because I was gonna give it a four megabytes, but I think I'll give it four and a half because I thought it was enjoyable, but I clearly liked it more than you. So I think four and a half is accurate in our system. Uh, I would definitely leave. I would trash several of my parents' computers downloading this album. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's, it's just funky. And I mean, I recommend checking out some of their other stuff from like their other albums where like, it's just a good vibe. Check them out. I hope, to everybody i hope to all the our
0: our partners listening <laughs> <laughs> that you listen to this album well i mean technically people if they did their homework should have listened to this before listening to our podcast episode about it so that's true that's but true. listen to it again buy it listen to their other stuff i might check it i might check out their other albums
1: you know i would like check out like steve lacy is like he has solo stuff um, I like some of his solo. Nice solo shiz. Check it out.
0: So, Andy, did I disappoint you this episode with not having an incredibly strong response either way? I would say it was strong enough because
1: you held your ground when I told you you were wrong, and there's nothing more white man than holding your ground when you're told you're wrong. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel I feel attacked.
1: <laughs> it wasn't as intense as I would have liked. I wanted screaming. I wanted. Like I'm staring at my audio file. I wanted to see it just clipping the entire time, because <laughs> I'm screaming at you.
0: Hey, man, no, ain't no one stopping you from screaming at me? I was <laughs>
1: yeah, I was about to do it, but uh, I you know, Alana uses this mic to record singing stuff, so I don't want to blow it out.
0: How thoughtful of you? Do you have a little little album for me? It is that time of the show, isn't it? I think it is. All right, Andy, are you familiar with the artist known as Jeff Rosenstock? No. All right.
1: I feel like you should know I'm not. (laughs) This is another folk artist,
0: I swear to God. Nope. Uh, So I'm going to assign you and our listeners as homework to listen to the album Worry by Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, It's an album from 2016. Um, It's a great listen, Andy. I think it is... Uh, like musically adjacent to stuff that I know you to like I think there are some nuggets in here that um, hopefully you will latch on to and dig this Uh, it is a super catchy energetic poppy punky album I guess in summary though I don't think I can put it any better than a review that I saw that just referred to it as anti-capitalist power pop
1: well I'm, I'm intrigued
0: to say the very least well, I hope you enjoy it. So once again, for you and the listeners, that is Worry by Jeff Rosenstock. Listen to it before our next episode. When will that be? Who knows? Sometime. Sure, yeah. Mid-May. If, uh, once again, if those bastards at Apple ever uh, publish <laughs> us. Get, this will get them on our side. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that you should plug your stuff yo check me out on twitter
1: at andrew underscore on underscore drums check me out on instagram if you care andrew john baldwin all one word check us out on instagram i believe it is up next dot pod hell yeah and yeah that what about you steve do you want to plug your normal life where you want absolutely no one checking in on you no, in any capacity? Leave me alone.
0: Um, but I would say check us out, or not check us out, but if you want to contact us and just you know send us your thoughts on um, the episode or the music that we're discussing, you can send us your thoughts. And maybe we'll discuss it on air. Uh, shoot that over to upnextspam at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out our website anchor.fm slash upnextmusic I think that allows you to drop us a text or audio note if you'd like
1: I highly recommend talking to us through email it is the more pleasurable way of talking to us like could you imagine if we were in person oh, geez. And, and you'd have to like, like make eye contact with us Steve would be vomiting out of nervousness <laughs> painting this picture like you're just socially inept. I mean, you're, you're barely off. <laughs> like, I, I know how to swallow my vomit.
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that pleasant <laughs> note, Andy, um, I think we're done here. Yeah, that's a nice place to call it. All right, stay horny, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it cool if I hold your hand? Is't there the thing I'm in a dance?